perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. And love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Glory to God. Say love. Hallelujah. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Amen. All right. Gather yourselves. Good to see everybody. Hello. How y'all doing? Hey, Joseph. How you doing, sir? All right. Doing great. Good to see you. Man. Good to see everybody. Well, we're back. Man, we should be a, this should be one of the happiest times of our lives. We get to see the brethren. Yeah, okay, now I mean, I don't know. Where is the oil again? I, I need to know, is the anointing oil over here? Or is the anointing oil over here? Or, or is it just right here? See, you should know if you're anointed. <laughs> you have to be anointed. That means you have the ability to do. That's what the anointing is. It is to do. It ain't for you to sit up in the room with all nine gifts. It's for you to do something. Amen? Amen. And you got to put it on right, too. You got to put it on right. Anytime they put the anointing on the party, they poured it on them. The anointing will drip from Aaron's beard. It won't end a crucifix. So you got to know where that come from. That ain't, that, ain't, that ain't how they did it. And the center of our faith is not Rome. The center of our faith is Jerusalem. Jerusalem. That's the center of our faith. Okay, let's get it right. All right, y'all come to learn today, right? Well, I come to teach. <laughs> Jesus said, come. Look at that. In a few seconds, we got some teaching already. That should be enough for you to go on home. <laughs> they like, amen, pastor, amen. Should be sliding. Oh, it should be all over here. Got the Yolanda on this side, so it should be sliding. All right, man. Y'all know. We got some new people. Hey, how you doing? I didn't get you properly. How you doing today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm missing anybody. I'm missing anybody. Anybody else new? Y'all know Joseph. Joseph, Joseph, raise your hand. That's Joseph right there. He was at the Seder meal. Amen. Y'all to feel welcome. I want y'all to feel love when you come here. If the world ain't getting, you can't get it from them. It's got to be right here. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I need y'all. I need y'all to wake up today. Then some people didn't wake up. The alarm clock went off and they still sleep. Okay. Well, we are alive. And we should be declaring the goodness of the Lord today. Amen. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Oh, y'all just used to regular church. You, you the church. It's not the building. It's not the denomination. It's you. It's you. 
you are the ecclesia. You are. Amen? So let's act like it. All right? I got to do these things. I'm ready today. Talk about some things. Get some things right. Mmm. Man. <laughs> you know, I think last Sunday we had talked briefly. I'm going to get into relationships, but I think we enter into our relationships the wrong way. I've told you a lot of times, most of our relationships, we enter in uh, physically first and not spiritually or intellectually. That's how we should enter into a relationship or a future covenant. Mm. But I don't think it's a lot of things as believers, we don't know how, you know, to properly be a friend. So it's almost impossible, minister, so when you see your brother in the fall, to restore him. We don't know how even to restore each other properly. If we would stick to what the Bible says about certain things, about our covenant with each other in here, we would have what we have in the church with everybody leaving, going here, going there. Everybody go to a place where they feel comfortable. It's not about feeling comfortable. You want to be where the anointing is. And some of you might have to travel a little further for the anointing. It's worth it. The church is alive. It's not dead. I mean, we go to fellowship and, you know, uh, it's just too long and it's, it's too far. See, now you're religious. Now you are saying what you want instead of what God sent you at. Oh, man. Jesus said, come and learn of me. This is what he said. So the thing with this, see, that's the whole problem is that we go to where we want to go instead of where we are sent to. You're not supposed to go someplace you just feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable, there's no change. There's no conviction. You're going to stay the same. You should go to a place that challenges you. I mean, you're going to take a, a, you know, okay, this is the thing. So you're in the third grade, right? You're in the third grade. And now you're going to the sixth grade. Your third grade teacher cannot impart to you anymore. You're in the sixth grade. So your third grade teacher cannot impart to you anymore what you need. She's at a third grade level. So a lot of times when you go as, a, as you go to a ministry, see, some of you left because, see, now it's time for, you know, some advanced teaching. No, you want to stay in the third grade. You want to act like you're in the third grade, but, you know, you, you're ready to, you know, to graduate. So you have to have different levels of teachers. You don't go to the senior. You're a senior high school. You don't got the same third grade teacher. Y'all got it? See, and it, and it makes sense, don't it? So where you go at, see, you should be challenged and you should be forced to grow. You should want to grow. You go to a place, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in the sixth grade, but we still on first grade level. And you be telling the other kids, come on, kids. I'm ready to go. It's nothing worse than sitting in a church that you are advancing, but a whole congregation is not. 
Well, we got to get you all together. We should be in the same classroom right now, the same instructor, the same teacher, different levels. No, hurry up and get it. Yeah, see, we we got okay. Then he said baptisms and you know laying over hand. He said that's elementary stuff, doctrine. That's elementary. He said, come on, let's move on to advanced teaching. Well, you can't do that if your heart wrong. Your will. See, I taught you last week. The strongest thing God gave you something so powerful in His image. He gave you His will. He gave you a will. The will. It's so powerful. He gave it to you that you could turn from God. Now, that's a God right there. I'm going to give you something that you could actually lose against me. Your will. Mm, we do it all the time. Mm, oh, man. Okay. Whew. And you need to know who your pastor is. See, it's another false teaching. And and everything. <laughs> Another false teaching and everything. The microphone pick up everything. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. What was I at? False teaching. All right. Yeah, doggy. <laughs> hey, you do need to know your pastor. Thank you, all. I got it now. And, and I was teaching you all, you know, we, we got a lot of erroneous teaching in the body of Christ. And we have to be very careful. And one of my jobs is to make sure that I'm teaching you properly. That I have a good understanding of the scriptures and the interpretation of what it means. Not man. Because you can preach another Jesus, you know, and lead a whole lot of people. I want to make sure that we got the right Yeshua. The white, the right Mashiach. The right Yeshua, Jesus. Amen? Because there's some other ones out there. And you need to know, see, a lot of stuff is creeping into the church. You know, we got the emerging church. We got the inner faith. We got all that. You know, y'all know what that is, right? And where they're taking all of the religions and making it one under the Pope. See, something's wrong here. And we can't see this. What happened is you get fixated on names and personalities versus the word. Right. Okay. All right. So we got to be careful of some of the things that we are receiving in the body of Christ and saying that's the word of God. So, you know, if you don't know anything about, you know, and I'm not going to go into it all the way, teacher, but I got to say, I got as a shepherd, I got to warn them. Because if you don't understand Talmudic, Kabbalah, and Zohar, if you're not careful, that's why you got to have a pastor that can teach you and show you some things. Because if not, it'll be infiltrated. It'll be amalgamation of that in Judaism into your faith. And it's happening already all over. Some big names. But I want to make sure that I study it out properly before I bring it to you. But I'm trying to get you to know that you have to know who your shepherd is, and he has to be teaching the right things to you. If not, you're going to be led astray. So it's important. It said, take heed to what you hear and how you hear it. Amen? Amen. So then my job is to make sure that I teach you the right thing, that you hear the right thing. So if you hear the right thing, enough, you're going to do the right thing. Amen. The subconscious mind is in your heart, and that's what you do. What you mostly hear, you become. You are what you believe. 
And then you cannot go beyond your character. You can say I'm faithful, but you're not because your character will your character simply means image. So if I call your name, I say, Joseph, there's a certain character characteristic that goes with your name, who you are. When I see Hal, Hal faithful goes with Hal because he is faithful. That's his characteristic of his character. That's his image when you see him. So who are you? Hmm? Some things we need to know. Amen? Amen. My God, I gave y'all a mouthful already. <sighs> Character is everything. You'll lose your job if you got poor character. Or you keep it if you got a good character. And attitude is everything. You don't have to have all the skill, but if you got a good attitude, it'll take you further because of your attitude. But if you got a stink attitude, see, let's see how far they get you. And you got all the knowledge and you know everything. But your attitude will hold you back. But if you got a good attitude, that means you're willing to obey, to learn, to submit. I can use a person like that. God says, it's not that you got to know every scripture, but if you got a good attitude about the scripture and what it says, God goes with the, listen, he listens and goes with the intent of the heart because we can say a lot of things. We can say, we can do a lot of things. We can slander, telling the truth, but for a purpose of destruction. Mmm, body of Christ is notorious for that one. Did you know <laughs> that sister, you know, <laughs> watermelon said this? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to have a good time. All right, can we... I got to get in here. First, I want to start off with uh, Proverbs 12.1. Let's go and start off with Proverbs 12, 1. Let's get it right. Let's set it right. Y'all heard it. You're going to hear it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. All right. Set the mindset right. Amen. You got it, minister? Read that. Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. Mike on, sir. Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. <laughs> it so reads, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. All right. It sounds better today than it did last week. <laughs> Let's read it again. To learn, comma. As you know, the comma means pause. Don't go nowhere yet. Setting you up. To learn. Pause. Something's going to follow. You must love discipline. You must love God because God is love. See, if you don't love God, you ain't going to love discipline. Uh, that's what a disciple is. And you are a disciple, a disciplined follower of Christ. So before we go anywhere else, are you disciplined? I'm self-disciplined. Are you self-disciplined? 
Your, your discipline will lead you to your purpose because I'm disciplined. It doesn't matter what obstacle is in the way. I'm disciplined. <laughs> Man, we, we get one little stumbling block and we stop and we fall short and we won't get up. I told y'all, man, how you going to be a good friend and you can't even restore your brother? Oh, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Or your husband. Or your wife. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. Teacher, can I, go, can I, can I share, something, share something with y'all? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent. I want truth. And you should love truth, too. Mean I love light. Light represents truth. Amen. And you are the light of the world. That means I love you. I love truth. We all in the truth, right? How you know you in the truth? How you know you in the truth? You know, Jehovah Witnesses say they in the truth. They say we got the truth. Mm. That's right. See, we know I grew up in that. Kingdom Hall. There you go. Uh, so how you know you're in the truth? My goodness. You should be known, first of all, for your love. You remember, that's God's love, not your love. The minute you stop operating in your love, you can receive God's love. You can't do both. You can't eat from the table of, the, of God and the table of devils. and You can't drink from the same cup of God and devils. You can't do it. But Christians do this all the time. Because they don't like truth. Truth brings correction. Oh, man. Got to get the Pharisees. Got to get the leaven out. <laughs> Can we get the leaven out? Man, okay. We're getting into Pentecost next, y'all. All right. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because everybody thinks Pentecost is tongues. Man, erroneous teaching. So before I get in here, I want to help us with something with our relationships. And we all need help with our relationships. All right? So you have help. See, relationships that have the word healthy yoked to it. You you, you got a lot of relationships. Some of them are bad. So you want a good relationship. You want a a healthy relationship. So now when I interact with you, we can be healthy. See, that's a lot of time. You got damaged people trying to have a relationship foundation is wrong all right most of our relationships are established on a foundation of what you can do for me anyway some of us married for the same purpose what you can do for me okay i want to show i want i want to show something and uh minister go to i'm gonna read this first here right there We'll work this thing today, okay? All right. All right. Uh, good to see you, Dejan. Good to see you, sir. All right. Oh, man. I love it. Just keep coming. Let the word, let the word fix you. Let the word help you. Let the word heal you. Amen? Because can't nobody do that except the word. All right. So the word, we, it's like we don't know how to operate this thing. Or should I say operate in it? Yeah? Y'all born again? Y'all are. 
All right. All right. That means you got patience. You, that means you got self-control. How many of us could lose a little more self-control? Yeah. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Everybody think it's tongue. No, it's self-control is what you need. All right. Go to, minister, go to Matthew. Go to Matthew 18. 18. And we're using the Amplified because Amplified uh, just kind of amplifies the King James. Okay? It doesn't take anything from it. It just enhances it. And actually, it's also from the Greek translation, so you can get a deeper meaning. Amen? Amen. All right. Just thought I'd put that out there. We still might have some King James folks anyway. All right. Matthew chapter 18 at verse 18. Truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper, and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. Y'all know it. And the King James binding and loosening. Right? Did you do 19? Okay. Verse 19. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Mm. Glory. Sound good, don't it? And we've used that all the time, haven't we? Can I shed some light on you? Can I bring something to you? All right. One of the issues when we read scripture is that we don't know the context. That sound good. Whatever you loose in heaven is bound in earth. We use that in prayer all the time. Two or three of you touch on anything. It's established. It's done. Minister. Go to 15. Let's do this in context. Hold Matthew. on. Hold on. The title should help us out. He teaches how we are to deal with our brethren when they have offended us. This is what this is about. See, I want to make sure that we, <laughs> that's right. We're talking about relationships, right? Oh, man. Context. Start at 15. Let's find out what's happening because we've been taking this out of context. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15. If your brother wrongs you, go and show him his fault between you and him privately. Just you and him. You don't call Sister Watermelon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brother Cucumber, you don't call him. You don't call anyone else. This scripture is about offenses. 
I'm going to show you what's going to happen here. All right. Let's read this. Go ahead. 15. If your brother wrongs you, go and show him his fault between you and him privately. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. Stop. See, this right here, if we were actually do what the word say, we wouldn't have all these church splitting and people leaving church coming here hurt. See, I'm trying to make sure I, I want to help us here when it comes to, you know, uh, making sure that we are healed and healthy. When it comes to the church, it's sick. First of all, we have a, a misunderstanding of the scripture of what's being. And then we we take this out of context. This first century Jew. I'm going to show you how we misinterpret your binding and your loosening. Bindables and loosables. No, I ask God, I want the truth. Amen. So let's look at this in context, not out of context, because that scripture that I gave you first is out of context. Amen. Let's go. Verse 16. But if he does not listen, take along with you one or two others so that every word may be confirmed and upheld by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Verse 17. If he pays no attention to them, refusing to listen and obey, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a pagan and a tax collector. Y'all know y'all don't like no tax collectors. <laughs> So, so hold up, hold up. See, this is what's going on with it. I want to know what's, what's wrong. What's, we got to be healthy, y'all. The, the word is self-fulfilling. It helps us in every situation if we stick to the word and not man's opinion. Amen? All right. So, where we got right here? Um, what did I tell you? Go ahead. Verse 18. Yes. Truly I tell you. Go all the way to 20. Whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. Mm -hmm. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. Verse 19. Stop me. Uh, Mr. Go do put King James up for the same verse gonna help you i told you amplified showed you it, it gives you the greek translation but go ahead read that same one in the king james bible verily i say unto you whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven hmm how many of y'all use that scripture out of context. Yeah. Sure have. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm trying to put. No. I ain't. You wait. You wait. You wait. <laughs> okay. Y'all following? Y'all tracking? Okay. Right. My job. Make sure that you have proper understanding of scripture. Okay. Wrong um, 
perspective of the scripture, wrong interpretation. All right. We're always taking things out of context. You know how we do with our relationships with each other. We take things out of context. I meant this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. Let's do this thing. Verse 19. Amplified Go ahead, do it. Amplified. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, mm-hmm. harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. 20. Verse 20. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers in into my name there i am in the midst of them who is i am <laughs> so are you saying that if it's not two or three together he's not in the midst because i can just be me praying and he can hear me that's not what it's saying though See, our our understanding of this is so wrong. But to a first century Jew, Jew, they would know exactly what they were saying. See, we always go to God for things. Help me with this so I can get this. I want my faith to work so I can obtain this. That's another Jesus, because that's not what he's talking about. See how easy it is to preach another Jesus? Okay. Man, okay, hold on. Here we go. This whole scripture is about humbling yourself. It's about leadership. So I I was telling y'all, a lot of times you you hear people teaching, uh, say call no one rabbi. You ought to call no one rabbi. Folks is going all off with it. Call no one rabbi. Except Jesus, right? He's teacher. But if you keep reading, you're going to see, don't call no one else father. And you're going you're to keep reading down below. You're going to see, call no one leader. What? Come on now. It can't contradict itself. I'm a father. So is he not saying that Teacher. Well, that's part of the fivefold. So is he? Who's right? No, context is wrong. He was telling you don't understand who he was talking to in the audience. He was telling them don't exalt yourself like those rabbis, because they want to go into the banquets and have the best seats. They want to be called. They want to be called. I told you, rabbi also means, when you say rabbi, he was telling you, you call no one rabbi because if he's not your rabbi, don't call him rabbi. If he's not your teacher, you don't call him teacher. I told you, teacher in the Hebrew means my. It means my. My teacher. My rabbi. He didn't say don't say. See, context. Take everything out of context. Keep reading the scripture. That's right. And we won't do that. So if you're not careful, you become now anti-Semitic. That's God's order. 
See how subtle the enemy is? He just slipped right in. Had God said, you don't call anybody rabbi. You don't understand. He was talking to his leadership. And he was telling them, don't do that. It's right. And we don't see it. Oh, man. Y'all got a mouthful right there. Hey, don't call him one father. Don't call him one father, holy father, like the pope. He's not the vicar of Christ. He's. He didn't. I, I was telling the minister in, 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 in English, you know, for father, we got everything. Big daddy, little daddy. We got pops, you know. We got, you know, my man, my old man. We got all of that. But in Hebrew, there's only one word for father, and it's Abba. One word for father is Abba. Daddy. See how this, your faith is not Western. You are now been engrafted into a new kingdom. You're a new citizen. You change citizenships from the earth to Jerusalem. That's why it makes all you saints. That's why it makes you. Where did the word saint come from? Where did, that didn't even come from. See, we just miss it all. You don't pray to saints. <sighs> It's like it's so right in front of our face, but we can't see it because you go on tradition. You you go on what somebody told you or what you feel instead of what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. My God. OK, here we go. Here we go. Y'all know last time it was cold last Sunday and I, you didn't turn on eyes. Are y'all hot now? Right. Some of you some of you are comfortable. OK, I'm sorry. It's hotter in hell, though. This ain't the, the underground church in China is 120 degrees. And they saying, please, give me some old word. We sitting here like, oh, my goodness, this is, I'm ready to go. It's hot. No toleration. Okay, anyway. Thank God. All right, here we go. This is the side. All right. So, here we go. If we, you, you know what, minister? Go to, go to Amos 3.3. Amos, Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. Do two walk together, except, oh. Go ahead. except they make an appointment and have agreed. <laughs> agreed mean appointment. I, I'm just saying, how can the two walk and go in the same direction, except they agree? Hold on. Teacher. <laughs> they got the wrong understanding. Yep, yep, absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. Except they agreed. Agreed. Except they agreed. Not agree, but agreed. Okay, hold on. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, Pastor, what are you talking about? That's right. That word is yaad, yaad, yaad. And it means to fix upon by agreement, appointment, by implication to meet. 
to a started time, to summons, to trial, to direct in a certain quarter or position, to engage, uh-uh, for marriage, agree, make an appointment. It means, it means assemble, self, betroth, gather, self together, meet together at a set time. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Already. How, how can we walk together in the same direction? Except we've already, already betrothed. I, I do. When you say I do, you are betrothed. <sighs> okay, okay. I'm tying this all in. This is just a side note. <sighs> okay, here we go. Let me see if I get here. I'm going to get y'all. Hold on. Y'all learning something? Yes, all right. You ain't learning nothing. Something wrong. Okay. Watch this. We're going to do something real quick. Go to Exodus 19. Five through nine, real quick. Exodus chapter 19, beginning at verse five. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice in truth and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own peculiar possession. Stop. That agreement <laughs> that we're talking about is for you to obey. That's how you become God's people. Hello? <laughs> I don't think they get it. We, are we walking together in the body of Christ? Are we? I would say not. I would say not. Because we're not obeying his covenant. Best way to start off a covenant is in repentance. Most of us don't repent. Most of us don't repent. See, that's why we bring in the garbage to the new relationship. We're not clean. We're not healthy. We can't establish anything. I'm building it on a crumbling foundation already. Repentance. Obey. Okay, this is what we won't do. Okay. All right, here we go. When Jesus was quoting, and this was Jesus in Matthew 18, right? I gave you 15 to 20, right? That's in red in the King James. That's Jesus talking. See, the problem is, is we read it and we don't understand. The Jews understand. Guess what they understood? They understood what was happening. They understood that, man, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's Deuteronomy. See, we, we don't think Deuteronomy, when we hear where two or three are gathered in my name, we don't think that, but they do because they know the word. Okay. 
See, we go and start praying, and it's for things. And, you know, I just knew me and agree, and God will answer everything because me and you touch and agree. That's not what he's saying here. They knew it was about judgment. It was about correction. See, we, we take everything out of context. Okay. Oh. Go to Deuteronomy 17. See, when you saw that loosening and binding there in that verse in 18, it has to do with the authority of the leadership of the assembly to impose on a member of the assembly or that was having a problem that, that, they, that he was saying that you need to stop this. We need to stop this. This is what he was saying. So the ones that they went to, the witnesses that they went to, had the authority to buy and to loose. What was lawful on earth that was lawful in heaven. It was God's justice system. Because he said, there I am in the midst. I am, I am. Bring it to me. When you're going to discipline your brother, bring it to me. See, this is what we misunderstand the whole scripture. That's right. Bring it to authority. Exactly. See, I'm trying to help us with this church hurt. Why? Why'd you leave there and didn't get fixed and healed? Because you brought that hurt back in here. So now I'm going to have to deal with it. And I will deal with it. Because I love you. And this is the thing. He saw your brother in a fall. You're doing wrong. You're thinking wrong. So now let's correct you. You don't want to listen? Well, I'm going to bring some witnesses now. See, this is what we don't understand about the witnessing. They knew that it was Deuteronomy. No. 17, 8 and 9. The problem is that God didn't want to submit to authority, to leadership. He's wrecking havoc in the congregation, the assembly. See, we won't deal with this. We just, you leave. Because you're offended. This is what this is about. You're offended with what? The truth? Now, something wrong if you're offended by the truth. You're only offended because of something that's not in you. Okay. Yep, that's it. Okay. You got it? 17, 8, and 9. Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 8. If there arises a matter too hard for you in judgment, between one kind of bloodshed and another, between one legality and another, between one kind of assault and another, matters of controversy within your towns, Congregation. they arise... Mm-hmm. And go to the place which the Lord your God chooses. Verse 9. And you shall come to the Levitical priests and to the judge who is in office in those days. In this case, it's your pastor and your teacher, people in authority or leadership. Amen? Amen. Come on. And you shall consult them. Mm. And they shall make clear to you Mm. the decision. See, we're not abiding by the rules and regulation that God has already placed. 
You don't go to the leadership when something wrong, somebody offends you. You go to another person who will give ear. It could be a spouse, too. You go where you get an ear instead of correction. Leadership. But see, what happens is you, you, you're not under authority. And this is what he was trying to get him to do. You should be under authority and trust that he's he got God is hearing. He's hearing from God for you. No, I could do it myself. I don't need anybody. See, now you're out of order because God don't operate like that. Continue reading. Let's find out. Verse 10. And you shall do according to the decision which they declare to you. Y'all hear that? So when you meet with me and teacher, this is how you should follow. Some of you need to meet with me. Amen. All right. Come on. Do according to the decision which they declare to you from that place which the Lord chooses. And you shall be watchful to do according to all that they tell you. No, just what you want to do. Just how you want to do it. Keep reading. Verse 11. See, they don't, they don't want Moses' day. They don't want Moses' day. Y'all don't want... Go ahead, keep reading. According to the decision of the law, which they shall teach you, and the judgment which they shall announce to you, you shall do. Mm. You shall not turn aside from the verdict they give you, either to the right hand or to the left. Verse 12. The man who does presumptuously... Listen. And will not listen to the priest who stands to minister there before the Lord your God or to the judge. That man shall die. So you shall purge the evil from Israel. They did not play and tolerate y'all attitudes back then. Many of us would have been stoned by now. Many of us would have been stoned by now. Because you won't listen to the leadership. I'm just saying. Praise God. <laughs> we in this dispensation. Amen. Your blood is not required on my hands. My thing of it is, what is he saying here? He changes not. So if you don't listen, it's not that you, that you will physically die, but you will spiritually die. So your eternal resting place is not with God. Because of your... Oh, disobedience. So when he could, when, when I'm before you or leadership is before you, this is God's order. You might want to take heed. So everybody's just going their feelings and circumvent what God said. Don't take, don't take for granted when you meet and when you give an instruction. No, that's right. You got that right. <laughs> and then and then what's funny about that, you're still accountable. Because I sent you to the place, he said. I put you in the place. See there? Oh, my God. So you might as well meet. All right, did we get to 13? Did we do 13? No, sir. All right, do 13. Verse 13. And all the people shall hear and reverently fear and not act presumptuously again. Mm, mm, yes, presumptuously. Listen, this is, it, it is so good because when we normally read those scriptures that when I gave you Matthew 18, is that we start, we thinking that's for prayer. And it's really about 
Listen, leadership is really about humbling. It's really about discipline. How to discipline someone who's fallen away. A friend. It, and if you continue, it said a brother. See, so we don't know how to restore. So when your brother do come to you and you don't want to do it, you better take it seriously. No, we don't. Because we had no fear. But see, the first century Jew would have known immediately. When he heard saw that first two or three witnesses, they wouldn't write to Deuteronomy. No, we don't do that. We do not go back to where, where what is this, what's he talking about here? We just be praying. With two, come on, let's touch and agree on this thing. That's not about what that's about. But you've been guilty of using it. But uh, see, that's the wrong context of what was going on. You started at 20, uh, but you didn't go to 15. Or look at the title. It's about sin. See? See how we can do that? So how many more scriptures have we done like that? Hmm? How many more scriptures we done? I'm going to help us with that. <laughs> Woo! Y'all ready to go home? Hey, pastor, go ahead. You're talking about stoning folks. I ain't talking about stoning nobody. <laughs> and Moses said that. I ain't say that. He said you would die. Actually, another translation, I think King James said, kill him. Because he won't play in with that disobedience in, in the kingdom or, you know, in the Israelites. He won't play in with that. We just tolerate it. Stubborn. But see, man, y'all, God is real with this thing. Your attitude is everything. When your discipline is everything, it shows where your heart is. And God deals with the heart. Yeah, because you can say a whole lot of things that ain't true. 